Every so often, all of the forces in the musical universe align and harmonize and descend upon Earth to deliver exactly what people need and crave at that moment. One of those rare moments happened beginning in the summer of 1973, culminating in February of 1974, when Paul McCartney, along with his wife Linda and Denny Lane, dropped the album Band on the Run. I'd left the Beatles and uh, it was a very difficult period because suddenly for the first time in my life I didn't have a band, nobody had a band, and we were all going our separate ways. So it was kind of difficult to know what you would do. The first thing I did was the McCartney album, just sort of, okay, well I'll just uh, multi-track with myself. And then after that, we got together, Lynn and I, we got together and formed Wings, which was kind of at first a very crazy little funky event, you know, wildness, you know, but not booking hotels, going on tours where we didn't know where we were going to play and stuff. It was crazy. And then after that, we got a bit more organized and got into sort of Wings proper. And it continued right through, you know, and uh, we did some pretty good stuff and had some good fun. And then came Band on the Run, spoiled it all. The goals that I set myself for Band on the Run were really just to make a good record. It wasn't uh, anything much more than that. I had a good talk with Jeff Emmerich before we got to record it and talked about how we'd get the sounds and how we wouldn't have really much on the record, but whatever we had on would like fill the picture in a very sort of subtle, great way. As far as the songs and like what the album said, I was just doing my usual kind of thing, which is just writing songs, you know, and they just come in bunches, and hopefully they interrelate. You could say, mission accomplished. The album was embraced immediately by millions and has continued to grow with each passing year. Band on the Run won two Grammy Awards in 1975. The deluxe edition of Band on the Run was awarded a third in 2012, followed by the album's induction into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2013. Most people consider it the definitive Wings album, adored by fans and new generations continue to discover its genius. It took until 2010 for 1985 to be performed live, but now, as Paul's career continues full speed ahead, it is a regular presence in his live sets. Fifty years after its original release, MPL and UME announced the expanded 50th anniversary edition of Paul McCartney and Wing's iconic Band on the Run, dropping February 2nd, 2024, in multiple configurations and formats. The deluxe versions have an entire disc of previously unheard, underdubbed mixes. We'll explain what that is later in the show. There are so many fascinating stories about the creation of this landmark record that you're about to hear, as told by Paul, the late Denny Lane, engineer Jeff Emmerich, as well as actors James Coburn and Dustin Hoffman. Hi, I'm Ralph Rasmussen. Welcome to Paul McCartney and Wings, Band on the Run at 50, All Access.
The Smoking Helen Wheels, now heard on Paul McCartney and Wings' 50th anniversary release of Band on the Run. I'll tell you why I put Jet out as a single. Because some of the time I do the music, like it and stuff, but find it very difficult to tell which one's the best one. And I thought Helen Wheels was one of the best tracks off that album. I was wrong, and you know, I admit it. But you're so close to it, you can't necessarily pick it. And a very good promotion man from Capital uh, called Al Khoury, who was having a very hot period selling a lot of records and moving, hey, you know, shifting vinyl, rang me up and he said, Paul, you've put the wrong single out, you know, Helen Wheels, uh, shouldn't have done it. He said, let me have, let me have the record, let me handle it, let me tell you how to do it. He said, I can increase your sales by a quarter of a million, guaranteed. I thought, well, that's fighting talk. It's the kind of person I like to hear. I said, but what are you going to do? He said, well, just listen to me. Put Jet out as a single. And that was one of his first sort of moves. I said, oh, yeah, that'd be good. Because you, you do have to get objective. It's very difficult when you've written it with your own little pencil. You've gone and sung it and played bass and tried to do it in all these millions of ways. It's very difficult to stand back because you're inside it. You can't often see it when you're inside it. So it takes someone like that. And if it's a good someone like that, it's, it's really very valuable. That. So he, he did the whole thing on Band on the Run. And it was the only album to kind of make number one, come down the charts and sort of go back up got back up to number one through his efforts actually, largely through his efforts. So I was I was dead chuffed, you know, I can do that anytime.
A song whose name was borrowed from Paul and Linda's Shetland pony, Jet. That's taken from the newly dropped 50th anniversary edition of Paul McCartney and Wings' Band on the Run. You heard part of the underdubbed mix blended into the 2010 remaster mix. Whereas most of the Band on the Run album was recorded in Lagos, Nigeria, Jet was created entirely at Abbey Road Studios in London after the group's return. Wait, did I say Lagos, Nigeria in the summer of 1973? Why, yes I did. What happened was, I thought it'd be good to get out of the country to record, just for a change, because sometimes you're just bored and you think, I'm going in the same studio, and you think it'll make your album boring. So uh, I had a few ideas for songs that I was quite keen on, like Band on the Run and Jet and a couple others. So I wanted to go out the country, so I asked EMI, whose studios I knew, where they had studios around the world, and they sent over a note. There was Rio de Janeiro, there was China, of all places, and there were all these amazing countries where they had studios, and Lagos in Nigeria. And I thought, Lagos, Africa, you know, rhythms, yeah, because I've always liked the African music, and uh, Ginger Baker had been getting into it around about that time. I liked the idea of going to a place that had produced records that had had great rhythm. And basically, at the back of my mind, I thought, well, I'll do all my songs with incredible rhythm sections. But actually, when we got there, it, it just took on its own kind of life, and we were in Lagos before the oil had really become... Uh, I think, and it was, a, it was a sort of strange place. It wasn't what I'd imagined at all. It was very Africa, very sort of um, colony. And all the white English people sort of lived in a little district called, I think, Government Residential District, GDR. Oh, you're staying in GDR, are you? And it was all, oh, dear me, well, this is a bit different. You stayed in these little villas, you know, and you weren't really supposed to go walking around and stuff, which is a bit strange for me. And, uh, but the EMI studio there was good. They had good equipment and um, they weren't quite ready for us. They were still building the boxes when we got there. And they were saying, oh, you, you know, the screens and we said, oh, you want glass in them, do you? And these screens, the booths, we said, yeah, yeah, big piece of glass, gotta do it, gotta go for it. So, um, and the, the night before that album, two of the members of the group, Wings, had quit and had said they didn't want to come to Lagos. So it's funny, just three of us arrived there for three of the group, anyway, a couple of roadies. It'd be me on drums, and we'd probably normally, me and Denny had started off with a couple of acoustics to just get the song down, like you would for a demo, and then we'd just build it up like a sculpture. The late Denny Lane. I can remember exactly what happened when we got there, that after the equipment at EMI Lagos didn't work. <laughs> well, no, it was there, but it wasn't plugged in. It was just kind of starting again, and the challenge, you know, and uh, it was great. I enjoyed it. The basic format was that Paul played drums and I played rhythm guitar. And, you know, after learning the songs and just going through the, the sort of format, just a rough to get the feel situation. Or he'd play, you know, a guitar and we'd add drums afterwards. Uh, I can remember one day we actually went down to Ginger Baker's studio and did one of the tracks. And Ginger played a, a fire bucket full of gravel as a maraca. But uh, we seemed to get a great feel. We were, uh, we were in a strange land, a strange place, up against the odds in a way. Kind of like working like that, I think. You know. Um, but you know, generally, it came to very together really quickly. It was 
it was not a sweat. It wasn't like being in with a band where everybody's got to do it and then you might not like the drum fill or that. It was just all we had was, you know, us. You don't have anything else getting in the way. So that I, I think the reason people like Band on the Run most of all is because of the feel of it. Late at night when the wind is still I'll come flying through your door And you'll know what love is for I'm a bluebird I'm a bluebird I'm a bluebird I'm a bluebird Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a bluebird I'm a bluebird I'm a bluebird Lagos, Nigeria, the lovely Bluebird from the 50th anniversary of Paul McCartney and Wings' Band on the Run. Car doors fly open and six guys jump out and they're mugging us at knife point. Linda is screaming. There's more thrills and danger from Lagos, Nigeria coming when we return with our next part of Paul McCartney and Wings' 
band on the run at 50, all access in just a few minutes. If you're a first time listener to Radio Bypass, welcome and thanks for checking us out. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your support. Whether you have been listening since our beginnings back in 2017 or hearing us for the first time today, we just want to make sure you know what Radio Bypass is all about. Our mission is to curate the best in rock and roll music, period. From the best of the big names to the freshest music from those yet to build their name. Radio Bypass provides a destination where classic artists have their new music heard and offers a platform to showcase emerging talent. We release a new music episode every Saturday that generally features hard rock music from some classic artists as well as new musicians honing their craft today. Along the way, we have conversations with the artists creating the music. Our guests have included veteran musicians such as members of Tesla, Mr. Big, and Cinderella, along with brand new bands like Crashing Wayward, Novocaine, and Wings of Steel, just to name a few. We curate the best in rock and roll. Join Radio Bypass for great music and conversations every week. Please check out RadioBypass.com, follow us on social media, and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Radio Bypass, playing rock and roll music that deserves to be heard. Hey Alexa, play the Radio Bypass podcast. Playing Radio Bypass podcast from Amazon Music. Radio Bypass. Rock and roll lives here. So happy you could join our celebration for the 50th anniversary edition of Paul McCartney and Wings Band on the Run. I'm Ralph Rasmussen and this is All Access. So we've taken you with Paul, Linda, Denny, and engineer Jeff Emmerich to Lagos, Nigeria. Paul had written a bunch of the songs for the upcoming album and demoed them on cassette. On the group's second night there, Paul and Linda decided to take a leisurely stroll. Linda and I got mugged one night by Ganga guys, and uh, as their car was, we were walking between one area and another, and people had warned us, said, don't walk through this area. We said, oh, it's okay, don't you worry. There we were walking through this area loaded with like perfect stealable items like cameras and stuff like that. Car doors fly open and six guys jump out and they're mugging us at knife point. Linda is screaming, don't touch him, don't touch him. She said he's a musician. As if that's going to help. So uh, all my tapes, all my recordings went and these are all the, these are all the songs I'd written. So I had to try and remember them all, you know, go, oh, how'd that go, band on the run? And I'm, the joke is, I'm sure the fellas who took it wouldn't know what it was. You know, they probably recorded over it or didn't go for it or something, I don't know. But uh, they probably chucked it away. So lying in some Nigerian jungle, there's little cassettes of band on the run somewhere. I'd written most of the songs and I did remember them all. So, uh, oh boy, luckily they got back in the car and... Uh, went away without harming anyone. Oh boy, I tell you though, that was no fun. So we had quite a kind of crazy, stressful time there. We got back to the studio and one of the guys in the studio said, you're lucky he didn't kill you. Did you know, just, they figured you wouldn't recognize him. So he said, oh, thanks a lot, should we make a record?
From the freshly minted 50th anniversary edition of Paul McCartney and Wings Band on the Run, Mrs. Vanderbilt. Another sing-along song from the album was written in front of a famous actor while Paul and Linda were on holiday. Uh, a few months before the album, I'd been on holiday and I'd met Dustin Hoffman, who was filming Papillon with Steve McQueen. And we were staying near them, so it was one of those, they were bored and we went out to dinner together and stuff. Got to know each other a bit and he's quite a laugh, you know, and so we got on well. And he was talking about, how do you write songs? He said, how do you write them? You know, I can't do his accent. He's American, so how, how do you write songs, man? And I was saying, um, well, you just sort of do it, kind of pick them out the air and you just sort of, there they are, you know. I don't know, really. He said, could you write one just now? I said, I don't know. I'd have a go, kind of thing. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, I'll, I'll get you something to write a song about. He said, I saw something great today. So he went and he got a, his copy of Time magazine that he had and in those you know it has um, entertainment those sections that the one you always read one I always read anyway. um, it's a gossip little gossip thing and it had uh, Pablo Picasso just recently died and on the night that he died he was having dinner with his friends Academy Award winning actor Dustin Hoffman he had this ritual in which he got up about 1130 in the morning and he would take a, a bath in that tub which we have seen in still photographs, it's got kind of clawed feet, and he would then kind of walk about, go through the garden, walk, see, look at nature. And then around 3.30 in the afternoon, he would go to work in his studio, and he would work straight until midnight. And at midnight, he would have his big one meal of the day. And I think it was outdoors at, at that time. And he would have his friends about him, maybe whatever it was, 10, 15 people. Uh, this long table, and and then afterwards he, he would go back into his studio again and work until 3.30 in the morning and then go to bed and get up the very next morning at 11.30 and repeat this, and he had done this for the last 30 years of his life. And the night before he died, I think he died in the morning, and I was telling Paul all this, and at the night, the night before, he said a rather prophetic thing, and he said it in French. He raised his glass to the people at the table at the conclusion of dinner and his wine glass and he to toast himself and he said drink in, in French he said to his friends drink to me drink to my health you know I can't drink anymore and I was saying this all to Paul McCartney this new friend this first Beatle I had ever met and and with that he started strumming the guitar now this has never happened to me before or since he just started strumming and I swear that he began singing this song of the story that I had just told him about Picasso. It just came out of him. It's, it's right under childbirth in terms of great events of my life. You know I can't 
It came without a warning But I'll be waiting for you, baby I'll be waiting for you there So drink to me Drink to my health You know I can't drink anymore Drink to me Drink to my health You know Thank you. 
Picasso's last words, Drink to Me, from the 50th anniversary release of Paul McCartney and Wings' Band on the Run. These are the last words for this segment of our celebration, but more partying, words, and music are in store if you can wait a few minutes for more of All Access. If you're a first-time listener to Radio Bypass, welcome and thanks for checking us out. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your support. Whether you have been listening since our beginnings back in 2017 or hearing us for the first time today, we just want to make sure you know what Radio Bypass is all about. Our mission is to curate the best in rock and roll music, period from the best of the big names to the freshest music from those yet to build their name. Radio Bypass provides a destination where classic artists have their new music heard and offers a platform to showcase emerging talent. We release a new music episode every Saturday that generally features hard rock music from some classic artists as well as new musicians honing their craft today. Along the way, we have conversations with the artists creating the music. Our guests have included veteran musicians, such as members of Tesla, Mr. Big, and Cinderella, along with brand new bands like Crashing Wayward, Novocaine, and Wings of Steel, just to name a few. We curate the best in rock and roll. Join Radio Bypass for great music and conversations every week. Please check out RadioBypass.com, follow us on social media, and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Radio Bypass, playing rock and roll music that deserves to be heard. Hey Alexa, play the Radio Bypass podcast. Playing Radio Bypass podcast from Amazon Music. Radio Bypass, bringing you rock and roll music that deserves to be heard. Discover new bands, hear some old favorites on Radio Bypass. Glad you could stay with us for the last part of Paul McCartney and Wings Band on the Run All Access. I'm Ralph Rasmussen. The album is universally acknowledged as brilliant. So is the album's cover. Paul decided to create the image of a prison break and Linda contributed the idea that the prisoners should be folks that people recognize. One of them was now late actor James Colburn. Was in town, and uh, I guess it was Linda that called me. She asked me if I uh, was busy on the Sunday, and uh, I said, "No, why? What's what's happening?" Well, we're doing this little. Doesn't show me what it was, and we're all gathering at the Italian restaurant, and then we'll uh, go out and take some pictures. There'll be some people there that I'm sure you'll know. Blah blah blah. And so I said, "Sure, why not? I'd love to." And so I did. I just thought it would be a kick. I mean, because I'd never met uh, Paul. Like a little Linda, and so I thought, yeah, well, you know, like there was a couple of people that I'd like to like to meet. I didn't have any idea what was going to happen, and I always like those kind of things where you can't conceive of why whatever's going to happen going to happen. And so that's why I think everybody went along with it because it was just going to be kind of a fun improvisation of uh, something, doing a cover for Band on the Run. When Paul, Linda, Denny, and Jeff Emmerich came back with the tapes from Lagos. Paul then wanted to overdub some strings and other things, and he decided to bring in 
arranger Tony Visconti. I decided to write in the style of the great 50s and 60s string writing that uh, Jack Nietzsche would write in or some of the other great arrangers of that era because I think that was one of the greatest periods of rock string writing, pop string writing. So there you have uh, Visconti imitating Jack Nietzsche and also throwing in the odd T-Rex lick that I kind of sneaked in there. And uh, I remember just writing all those arrangements with a big smile on my face because that, that track is just amazing with all its shifts and changes and it certainly brings the whole album together whereas Band on the Run is a definite overture. This is a definite uh, kind of a finale and the show isn't over yet because the real big finale comes in the next track, 1985. And this is a pretty heavy rocker track with a descending bass line. And I think basically my brief was to make something of that finale so it would build up.
From the newly released Band on the Run 50th Anniversary Edition, Paul McCartney and Wings with 1985. If you pick up the deluxe version, you can listen to the underdubbed mixes of all the songs from the record, which means the songs as they were brought back from Lagos before strings or any other embellishments were added. Here's Paul on the title piece. Yeah, one of the things I kind of like to do is experiment with sort of the form of songs. So on Band on the Run, it starts off like um, a kind of soul-y thing with close harmony, mellow, and then goes into more of a riffy bit and then breaks and goes into another speed altogether for the main body of the song. Um, yeah, it's, it's similar to the thing on the second side of Abbey Road, like the medley business. Um, it's quite nice, it's sort of theatrical to do that, and it's interesting uh, sometimes for the sounds. You get a nice range of sounds and it takes you on a musical journey. If I hear of the album or a particular song on the radio, um, it just really transports me back to those times, because I don't often listen to my albums that I've done in the past. You know, maybe more listening to some new stuff I've done. So it is lovely to hear it on the radio and just really sort of be transported back to what I was doing in those days because it always seems like it was sunny all the time. Stuck inside these four walls Sent inside forever Never seeing no
The title piece of Paul McCartney and Wings' masterwork, Band on the Run. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have left in our celebration for the 50th anniversary. Before we go, let's get one more comment from Paul. Yeah, it was amazing, actually. It did really great, that album, I must say. It is really nice when an album hangs around. It's like, uh, it's a sign that someone likes it and that they keep liking it and they haven't just been a flash in the pan. So it's, yeah, it's always nice, that. You can pick up any of the versions of the 50th anniversary editions of Paul McCartney and Wings' Band on the Run wherever you buy music, including the deluxe versions with the underdubbed Mixes disc. Paul McCartney and Wings' Band on the Run at 50 All Access was produced in New Jersey for Universal Music Enterprises by Near Perfect Productions, all rights reserved. No portion may be reproduced without the written permission of the producers. Special thanks to all the good folks at MPL, especially Ophi Corbett, Scott Roger, Eddie Pumer, and Jamie Hartley at Universal Music. I'm Ralph Rasmussen. Thanks for listening. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.